Dudes Talk Sports, hosted by Will Thomas and Chad Tujan. Welcome to another episode of Dude Talk Sports. That's right, we are back after our, our mini siesta, our off-season siesta, uh, just upon free agency for that matter. Uh, I am your co-hostess with the mostest, uh, Will, along with co-hostess with the second mostest, Chad. Chad, say hello to the people. Chad with the second mostest, but still plenty of most. That's a lot true, of most. Very much. A lot of whole lot of mo. So we're gonna cover a lot of stuff on today. It's the big free agent bonanza, uh, the start of the 2019 NFL free agency. And let's just go and dive into it, man. I wanna I wanna hit the heavy guns to start off with. What everyone's talking about. Kyle Nelson, long snapper, signs a four year contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Chad's team, Chad. What do you think about Nelson. that? Well, I was actually more interested in the John Brown signing. They signed a <laughs> kicker, man. That's <laughs> yeah. wow, stunned, stunning. Uh, so, I mean, long snappers are people, too, but we'll go and gloss over that. So, starting off, Antonio Brown goes to Oakland. Chad, what are your thoughts? The trade was for Antonio Brown. Pittsburgh receives a third and fifth round pick in the 2019 NFL draft, and Antonio Brown receives a fat 30 mil more guaranteed on a contract. How, what? Well, I mean, honestly, this is a great – so – for the Steelers, I don't think this is a good trade. But for the Raiders, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I don't like what John Gruden is doing there. I think he has maybe one or two seasons left before he gets canned. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at someone like Amari Cooper and Antonio Brown, you really compare their physicals. They're almost they're, – they're like a lot – not that different of a player, you know? Sure. I would say Amari Cooper is a – one of the most route savvy runners in the NFL, as far as wide receiver wide receiver ones, he's mm-hmm. almost like a less refined, less athletic version of Antonio Brown, but bigger, much bigger, right? Yeah. So if you can't make it happen with Amari Cooper, how are you going to make it happen with Antonio Brown? Uh, Antonio Brown also is thirty, and Amari Cooper isn't even older than twenty six. I mean, just how do you go from a player that? is getting ready to enter their prime and let them go. And you see him put up multiple 200-yard games with Dak Prescott. And you go to Antonio Brown, who is a volume production receiver. Yeah. And yeah. then you go and you cut you know, Jordy Nelson. So you have one veteran presence in the locker room. It's Antonio Brown. I mean, do you really want that? Jared Cook's not even there anymore. So who do you even recognize from the wide receiver room from a year ago, you know? Yeah, I know from a year ago. Like you said, they just cut Jordy. And I know they signed Tyrell Williams off of San Diego's squad. Um, so, I mean, they have their deep threat there to go along with, you know, their their volume funnel target magnet that was Antonio Brown, like you said, in Pittsburgh. I mean, he received all of them until Juju kind of got there. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a win for Oakland in terms of what they get, but I don't think... Well, so, okay, all right. It's a win for Oakland because they got a first-rounder for Amari Cooper and then traded a third and fifth for Antonio Brown. Correct. That's a win. So, I actually love win, that. Yeah. That's a good deal. They have three first-round picks this year. Yeah. They are this year's Cleveland Browns. Sure, sure. Uh, I agree with that. And I think, like you said, w- with what they get in AB, I mean, you're you're getting arguably one of the greatest wide receivers right now. But you know, it's and I don't I don't look too much at him being thirty years old. Usually I do, but with him, I mean, he's such a technician that that's kind of what I look for at first when it comes to age. He's not necessarily a speed wide receiver, so you don't have to worry about his legs giving out too much. But like you said, if you can't do it with Amari, you know, where does the problem really lie? If you know, what is AB going to contribute that Amari couldn't? Aside from you know, obviously being a much more polished wide receiver. You know, is the problem, you know, is it Derek Carr? Is it Gruden? Is it a sum of all the parts together? You know, what what does A.B. really contribute to this team? Well, yeah, although if you think about it, if you think about it, 
basically if we we're saying Amari Cooper and Antonio Brown are the same player, then you could kind of look at this as them trading a third and fifth round pick for a first round pick. Sure. And if you look at it like that, then John Gruden's a genius. Sure. However, with Amari Cooper on the roster, John Gruden making $10 million a year, and now AB making, you know, was it $17 million, $18 million a year? Some sure. Ridiculous number? Yeah. Is your team going to be better? No. And I think that the trade that one of the more underrated slash well vis- most visible trades that went well, I thought, for the Giants was trading uh, Landon Collins to the Browns for, you know, an offensive lineman, one of the best offensive linemen. Oh, in the you league. know, you, you mean Olivier Vernon. He, they traded Olivier Oh, yeah, Vernon. Olivier. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Olivier Vernon. Yeah. Olivier Vernon. What did I say? Uh, you said Landon Collins, who signed the $80 billion oh, right, contract right, right. with the uh, for a box safety, which is crazy. But go ahead. Proceed. Yeah, I know, right? For a guy who runs at a 5-1. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. But he's a hard hitter. He's a Danelle Ellerby all day. He's but a anyways, hitter. Yeah, if you can catch the play. But anyways, um, so that was like a trade that I thought the Raiders would do, right? Sure. Like um, Osmelli was another one that was like underrated, I thought. But mm. I just don't understand where they're going with Derek Carr. Do you keep Derek Carr for like is he your franchise quarterback? Because John Gruden gushed over him and he really struggled last year or yeah. two years prior to that before what did he break his uh was it a fibula? Um mm-hmm. they were in the playoffs. So what happened and what's happening and when they had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper there, things were fine, but then John Gruden takes over and it's the wide receiver's fault. So I don't know man. I don't yeah, know. I think I think the the Raiders it's it's a weird conundrum because like you said three or four years ago I mean they were kind of pegged to be all right they had the nucleus they were going to be the next up and coming team they already had their franchise QB that they just gave a fat contract to with Derek Carr I mean you had Amari Cooper you had Michael Crabtree you had Latavius Murray in the backfield before he re- signed with the Vikes and they had a lot of stuff going for him as well as Khalil Mack and you know they just signed Bruce oh, Irvin yeah, and sure. so it's like their defense was starting to build up they drafted two safeties with Carl Joseph and the guy that played at UConn that I think signed with the Patriots last year I can't remember his name but they had a lot of a really great nucleus kind of going on and then man now it's just kind of like i don't know they, they just kind of fell apart and then they, they're trying rebuilding back and i think osmelli was a, it was a great trade to the jets for you know i was surprised i i, I like the trade for the jets because what they gave up they didn't give up very much but well, osmelli's you can't i mean that's you can't it's hard to get starting linemen yeah it's really yeah. hard to get starting linemen i mean the, the only again the only team that i know that does it with you know knickknack seventh rounders trent brown is the patriots you know yeah. but other than that everyone else struggles with their line yeah but uh, speaking of wheels falling off and and things falling apart what's going on and you said rebuild what's going on in new york man <laughs> uh, <laughs> just what is going on oh man i mean which one we're, we're, we're talking about the giants right not the jets, oh, the jets are doing the, good man the jets, the jets are, are doing, doing good, good. They're, they're making moves and the giants are making moves oh, too. Before we, oh, so before we go to the giants before we go to the giants because that sure. is gonna be a long conversation yeah, uh, yeah so what do you think about lady on bell going to the jets do you think that was good um yeah i think it's good for him in terms of the volume the opportunities that he's gonna get because i mean isaiah crowell just got cut I mean, it's literally going to be the Le'Veon Bell show. And I think for him, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better kind of piece for Sam Darnold to grow with because he's going to be captain check down all day. And who better to check it down to than the guy who can run routes that aren't scripted. Um, So I think it's a great move for the Jets. Uh, I think that, you know, I don't don't buy too much that Le'Veon Bell – 
uh, struck out on this with leaving 15 mil on the, on the table. I think that, yeah, he lost money last year not playing, and I don't think that's money he can get back. But I think there's something to be said for him being such a bell cow throughout Michigan State and then him being a bell cow for the Steelers that having that year of fresh legs, I mean, he could have gambled on himself, took in the 15 mil and got hurt. And I know that's that's a very kind of glass half empty kind of mindset. But, you know, as a bell cow running back, I'm sure he kind of was like, all right, yeah, I'll take this this L right now with not signing the franchise tag and ends up coming a little bit shy of what he definitely wanted. Because I know there was a comment of him saying somebody mentioned on his Instagram, "Come run or come run for the Jets," and he said something like, "Man, they're gonna have to do some better than sixty mil to get me." And then he signs for you know forty-eight mil, yeah, fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah well, some. And then the, the thing is, like, the Steelers offered him seventy, but with yeah. less guaranteed money, I think. Yeah, it was less guaranteed. That was his big thing. Which I mean, again, I understand. I think he came shy of uh, Todd Gurley's um, contract that signed. Like yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Well, Todd Gurley um, and. Le'Veon Bell are two different people as well. You know, Le'Veon Bell has some suspensions and he has multiple ACL tears. Yeah. Todd Gurley has the one ACL tear and he's just like a, he's, I would put my franchise behind Todd Gurley yeah. any day of the week. But, um, so I like what you said. I really like what you said about getting Sam Darnold some help. There's probably not a better, maybe Todd Gurley uh, would be the only better dump off running back in the NFL um, than Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's patient. He makes a lot of things happen. His patience will reward Sam Darnold um, in, in almost every every aspect because a lot of people will hesitate. Uh, sure. They just don't know how late. Because um, Le'Veon Bell doesn't rush. You know, he doesn't rush to the line. doesn't rush. Yeah. Um, he takes his time. So the other thing, though, is that I don't think Le'Veon Bell put himself in the best situation. I don't think that Quincy Inunua and um, – Who's that guy with the hair that runs <laughs> yeah, only yeah, deep routes? Yeah, of course. Of course. The guy with the hair that runs <laughs> no, only deep the, Who's that speed guy that, for the Jets? The, uh, the wide receiver or running back? Wide, wide receiver, wide receiver. Um, shit, what is it? I mean, he's good for like 150-yard game. One yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever his name is. Yeah, we know I don't think that that's going to open up a lot of space for Le'Veon Bell in the box. Um, I think, you know, it would be kind of sick to see the Jets also scoop up Jared Cook. I'm not sure if he's been signed as of yet, but I think no. when I looked, he was a free agent. That would be a good – He's dude, he is a seam stretcher, and I think that would be a good pickup for them. But I, I think that for Le'Veon Bell, he could have put himself in a better situation, a better line. He could have called a couple teams more caps. I think he tried to get like a late push for it, but um, I think the only one that this maybe benefits is Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like I said, Sam, I mean, there's no better really person Robbie to check Anderson. it down to for him. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, thank you. Um, you know, I think this will benefit Darnold more than it will benefit Le'Veon. Um, and I think that Le'Veon, you know, I think he's the ultimate check down guy. I, th- I mean, he's right there with Todd Gurley, but I think the one thing that Le'Veon has that Gurley doesn't have is his ability to run routes. Um, and so I think that's going to be a big kind of a good package that, that Gase can try and I don't know, mad scientist up, but I mean, I, I think I agree with you. I don't think he put himself in the best situation, but speaking of, uh, of New York people, actually, you know, we'll get to that last. We'll, 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 we'll kind of tie off of that. So you're San Francisco 49ers traded a sec or a, oh, a third stop, and a fifth stop. next year for D Ford. Oh, I thought D- it was a second rounder. It's a second rounder next year. Is it a second rounder it's next a second year? Second rounder. Oh, yeah. The third and the fifth boy. came for AB. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So second rounder next year for D Ford. And I knew 
like I liked D Ford, and and honestly, if it were if it was my team, I wouldn't have mind the second round pick. But I knew with what they'd have to give up, not with just the pick, but the fat contract, because you don't want to give up a second round pick for a one year rental, a la the fucking Eagles giving up a third round pick for Golden Tate. And now he's signing with the the Patriots, I think it is. Or no, he oh, signed with the Giants. Be... He signed with the Giants. Sorry, he signed with the Giants. Oh so, yeah, Jesus! Yeah. So, well, he yeah. probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's wow. Hurt. So so anyways, so D Ford going to San Fran. I know that you had a, uh, a quite the opinion about it, so go and let me let me know. Let the people know what you think. Okay, so my personal opinion is what the hell is going on the defensive freaking line in San Fran? <laughs> Dude, we have drafted a ginormous defensive lineman. Like a, I think the minimum height is like 6'6 six, six every year for like the last four years. Yeah. And now we have, you know, Eric Armstead, which is like, can we please end this experience? It's painful yeah. to watch. But we have DeForest Buckner, who's actually like pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, you know, his pressures are good. He just didn't have a lot of help, but he needed somebody else. And D Ford could have been it. Or, or we could have signed Antonio, or we could have traded for Antonio. We actually could have done both of these things because we have the <laughs> But we could have traded for Antonio Brown and then just. Guess what? Everyone is saying that that first pick in the draft to the Cardinals is going to get traded or they're going to draft Kyler Murray. Yeah. So you know who's at number two? Nick hmm. Bosa. Yeah. A four-year cheap, like, unanimous number one overall prospect. Uh-huh. The only reason, you know, this 5-7 quarterback is going first is because people need quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson has, like, paid, Russell Wilson and, and Drew Brees have paved the way for short quarterbacks. But uh, Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray does look very good. His, yeah. his pro day looked pretty good. But Nick Bosa is – it's a blue – he's, like, honestly, remember when um, Javon Clowney and Khalil Mack were, like, oh, one, two, one, two, one, two. Nick Bosa <laughs> is going to be, I feel like, and I hope, like, just like Khalil Mack, you know? Sure. Well, but, sure. I mean, he he runs. I mean, he runs virtually identical with his brother. He moves the same. It's like they use both the same hand fighting techniques. It's just they're, they're oh. almost the, the the same identical player. Just you know, his brother's a little bit taller. That's it. And I think coming out, if anybody has Bosa second, you know, I I personally wouldn't draft Keenan Williams in front of Bosa. I wouldn't touch Josh Allen before Bosa. And I Why think Josh Allen. George? I thought Josh Allen and, and Bosa were like kind of close. No. Well, I think they're close, but I think Bosa is, is much more polished and refined when it comes to being a pass rush specialist. I think that Allen is a better overall athlete and I think that he can drop into coverage more so, and he can do a lot more tools, but you're talking about a five tool hitter compared to a dude who's just going to hit the long Didn't, ball. I feel like Josh Allen had like 17 sacks. last year. Josh Allen, he had a shit ton of sacks, but you also look at him versus like he don't get me wrong he played against quality SEC top tackles but you know two years ago when he faced Isaiah Wynn and this is two years ago so take it with a grain of salt he could have easily physically developed or, or worked on his technique he he got mopped up by Isaiah Wynn and so I mean well, Isaiah you know, Wynn's no slouch no he's no slouch he's no slouch but I something about Josh Allen just like I like him but it also screams there was a guy that was drafted. Um, I want to say like 10 or so years ago by the Seahawks, I think six overall, uh, who was a can't-miss prospect. I can't remember his first name, but I think his last name was Curry. Uh, And he was an outside linebacker. He was a pass rush extraordinaire. I think he played at Mizzou. Um, 6'4", 260, ran a 4'5", just one of those can't-miss guys. And he gets to the pros, and he just – missed. Yeah, he missed. And so I'm not saying Josh Allen is that because Josh Allen tore it up this year. But there's also something to be said about guys who tear it up for only one year. 
Well, in, the other thing I like about Josh Allen, I mean, and I listen, I'm still, I'm still on like the same side of why the freak would you pick up D Ford for that much money in that in like a yeah. second round draft pick because Nick Bosa and Josh Allen are there, but Josh Allen at least could swing. You know, he could yeah, play linebacker true. and defensive end. And you want, obviously, DeForest Buckner to play his natural position, but then D Ford's there. So you have D Ford, DeForest Buckner, and then you have Nick Bosa. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like, know. I mean, I guess breathers or whatever. I mean, it's just, I guess, DeForest Buckner in the middle. I don't know. No, nah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's a, it's a good situation to have, but I think, like you said, it's, you have – you have DeForest, you have Armstead, you have Solomon Thomas have Ar- still. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> yeah, Solomon you have, Thomas. Yeah, you have Solomon like, Thomas, so now you have do Ford. The, no, you tell me, Will, if you're the Niners, do you trade back? Um, If I – well, with this being such a deep – like the, the pass rush and D-line class for this year's draft is just virtually insane. You're having top five offensive tackles that are going to be drafted in the teens – because of this draft's defensive line and outside linebackers. And so I like the athletes across the board are stupid and they're not just athletes, they're great players. And I think if there was a year that if you wanted to trade down, if you don't have your guy, this would be the year to trade down because if 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 you want a pass rush guy, a pass rush specialist and you're you're entertaining offers to jump up if someone's you know, not named Kyler Murray's drafted first overall, or if some other guy wants to come up and draft, you know, insert whatever random QB that gets drafted that's not supposed to be there. Um, I think this would be the draft to do it. But that being said, if you have an opportunity for a Nick Bosa, I think you pull the trigger on a Nick Bosa. I don't, I don't even think it's within question at that point. It's, you know, if, if you have, I know people, hindsight's twenty twenty, but if you have an opportunity to draft an Aaron Rodgers, you draft an Aaron Rodgers. And obviously people didn't know Aaron Rodgers was going to be Aaron Rodgers, but this is different. You have a bona fide Bosa, and he's, he's sitting there at your number two because Kyler Murray's more than likely going to go number one overall. I wouldn't trade back if he's my guy. But if you don't have a guy and they're interchangeable and you like Brian Burns you know, in more aspects than Bosa and certain other responsibilities, then I, I'd trade back. But in your position, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not for Bosa. Not for so, Bosa. Well, my thing is here now, it's kind of interesting because if the Jaguars don't pick up uh, Nicky Nick Foles, I mm-hmm. would see them trying to trade ahead of the Giants either at the Bucks spot, the Jets spot, or the Niners spot to go get Dwayne Haskins. Sure. But um, now that they did, you know, we have a couple people that could, which are like the Broncos. Sure. The Bengals, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, um, and obviously the Redskins who are in kind of dire straits. So I could see the Niners kind of like trading back mm-hmm. maybe like once or twice in the draft. Sure. Um, and then maybe kind of scooping up and I mean, this is like just a combine crush. This is my combine crush. Would be like DK Metcalf. Sure. So, yeah. Well, well, I mean, did you see? Like, I love DK Metcalf with everything that he kind of represents with his height, his speed, his hands. His, he has he has it all. But did you see the three cone was abysmal. He was like seven point three eight on a, on a three cone, which is again that's not his bread and butter. His bread and butter is not agility routes. There are slants, there are goes, there are posts. He's he's Plaxico Burris. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But Plaxico still had feet, man. He still had the ability to turn Al Harris inside out and eat his milk and cookies during the playoffs. But 
he you saw him Plaxico Burris, he was not as good of a wide receiver until maybe like year three. That's true. Where he That's was true. savvy. He was savvy in the end zone and his hands and his height is what and his gun is what got everyone to know who he yeah. was. I think what what's gonna benefit DK Metcalf, and I know a lot of actual professional analysts have said it, is he looks great, man. He looks like Tarzan. He doesn't play like Jane right now, but with those agility numbers and th- those those savvy route running techniques that he's gonna have to learn, putting down the barbell for a yoga mat is going to benefit him a thousand times fold. And I think you still he's still gonna be the freakish athlete that he was. It's just I think he needs to cut down, you know, a little bit on the on the muscle mass and that's gonna it's it's going to help trim a lot of agility too. It's going to help him out a lot. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of draft crushes and I think, you know, talking about Nick Bosa, I'd stay put at Nick Bosa, but if you wanted to trade down, say, say hypothetically, Nick Bosa goes number one and San Francisco sitting at number two, do you entertain trade down or do you pick the next best guy, which is either Josh Allen or Keenan Williams, whichever, you know, is, is in that kind of boat? Yeah, I mean, I so it depends on how far you have to drive, drive. I mean, cause you're going to get, they're going to get phone calls from everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's kind of wild, but the Redskins are desperate and the Giants are desperate for a quarterback. So yeah. I think the trade up, and so the you know the Dolphins have got to be Dolphins I mean, huge. Yeah. yeah, they missed out on um, Teddy B. Uh, Teddy B. Yeah, now they have they're stuck. So I know that there was like some question about like do they keep Ryan? Do they drop Ryan? I think that if they were signed Teddy B, they probably would have cut Ryan Tannehill. I think that would have been the the thing sure. to do. Yeah. But now you have Drew Locke and you have Dwayne Haskins, who are you know I think consensus. Three and two, uh, respectively. Sure. And Kyler Murray, I think, is everyone's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So I, I could honestly, I would not be surprised if they went one, two, three, because the 49ers wow. are so easy. I think to they're I think they're very willing to trade back. I think the Jets are also very willing to trade back. They don't have a second round pick, mm-hmm. so I think if they could trade back like four or five spots, they don't need a quarterback. They've got Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold's great. And the other thing is if. The Niners trade back, and someone grabs a quarterback there. Then guess what? If the Jets trade back to the Giants, then you still have either Josh Allen, Keenan Williams, or Nick Bosa. No matter what, you're going to get one of those three. And That's they true. need someone on. You know, they're going to play Tom Brady twice a year. If they got Keenan Williams playing up the middle, man, I mean, it's or yeah, playing up the middle, it would it would just be a lot. It would be a good situation for the Jets because no matter what, they can't miss out. Yeah, I think this. I mean. This year's QB crop isn't where it was last year, but I think with hype, it's starting to build up towards that. And if it's anything like you said, where it could go possibly one, two, three, or QBs, man, it's with with all the trade ups. I mean, weirder shits have happened as has happened, but the possibility for Nick Bosa to go fourth, I mean, we, like, weirder things have happened. Uh, last year, uh, Chubb was supposed to go number one overall for the longest time, drops to like five to the Broncos, you know, and so. It, draft's gonna be fun, and then speaking of QBs, he, yeah, I feel like he's struggling a little bit too. You know, in the, well, in the you know, his can't, miss, can't miss prospect. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, he did, he lived up to the building in t- or the billing in terms of what he is, but I mean, he also he commanded a, a lot of. I mean, he didn't command a lot of double teams. He kind of had his one on one opportunities, his ISO opportunities, because Von Miller's on the other side gobbling up all the double teams and triple teams. So he had his opportunities. He lived up to the billing, but it wasn't anything of he was the next coming of Von Miller. Uh, but talking about these draft QBs, uh, switching over to his regular QBs, man, Baker Mayfield, we're finally going to touch on it. Uh, I mean, you can have yourself a season, sir, because the New York Giants <laughs> traded Odell Beckham Jr. 
and Olivier Vernon for a first round pick, Jabril Peppers. Uh, what else they get? I think Zeitler. Zeitler, and then I think a third round pick. So, kind of unwrapping that whole entire trade. What do you think? What are your What are your initial thoughts, man? Aside from Gettleman, get the fuck out of New York, dude. I'm telling you. First of all, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. He's only been there for two years. Right? Well, but but it's like somebody Damian or Damian Wood had brought up a really good point that doesn't just stop with Gettleman. John John Mara, you know, what the fuck are you you're signing off on these trades? So well, you got to look at the money too. I mean, you got to follow yeah. the money. You got to follow the money. I mean, what they got is they so that. At 17, is it 17, I think, right? Yep, yep. I think you can't – so they could also get DK Metcalf at 17. Sure. But they need to win games. And yeah. I don't think that if they think that they're going to stay with Eli Manning, <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> – which I don't I don't get that either. But if you're going to stay with Eli Manning, you have to can like very drastically change the way that you're playing football right now. Sure. You have to shore up that offensive line. That offensive line is absolutely abysmal. It was so bad last year that we couldn't. uh, I personally feel that you can't evaluate Eli Manning. As soon as he's snapping the ball, the dude is under pressure. Yeah, someone's in his face. Yeah. And they're, I mean, the fucking running backs for that team could not block for shit last year either. Yeah. They haven't had a blocking running back since Brandon Jacobs. So, yeah. um, I feel like. I don't know what's going on in New York, but I feel like Mr. Dorsey is doing a fantastic job as a GM. Dude, and yeah. that while their salary cap space might get a little tighter over the next few years, very tight, actually, that they are going to be a very fun team to watch. Uh, the Browns somehow always fill up stadiums, but now there's a lot of underrated pieces. We're all talking about Jarvis Landry. We're talking about David or David Hotel Beckham. Sure. But we're missing out on David Joku. We're missing out Nick Chubb. I mean, those are some like really, really good players. Nick Chubb is going to be an absolute monster next year. Well, I think one of the most underrated players is one that used to be a Packer, Demarius Randall, playing at his natural position at free safety, is 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 a revelation because what they had at Jabril Peppers his rookie year at free safety, he couldn't play free safety at Michigan. He struggled with the ball. I mean, he was phenomenal with the ball in his hands. It's, it's the reason why he returned kicks, but there's also a reason why I think he only had like one or two interceptions at Michigan. He just doesn't play the ball. Well, he doesn't play in space. Well, when he gets the ball, he's great with it. He knows what to do with it, but, but playing that space there's a reason why they moved into strong safety and he played admirably he played a lot better last year but i mean he's going to fill in for landon collins now next to the 98 year old antoine bethea playing free safety oh, for the giants hey man antoine bethea's a smart guy but he can still do the he's damn slow. thing yeah yeah, he's, uh, slow, yeah. But but he's definitely it, lost his step. you know what though i thought Demarius randall when they when the packers tried to put him at nickel corner i actually thought he wasn't that bad there no no he, he wasn't covered a lot of great like i remember one game he shut i mean not to, it doesn't mean that much now but two three years ago when he shut down des bryant Sure. That was a big game, you know. He did that a lot. He covered number ones for a long time unnaturally, you know, like something he, something he adjusted to. Yeah, and I think what he said best, uh, and it's like it was kind of actually admirable the way he put it. He goes, somebody called him out. It's like, oh, you're just going to safety because you couldn't cut it at cornerback. He goes, no, 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 don't get it twisted. He's like, I've always been a safety. I'm just a safety who could start at cornerback. And so it's like the, he had his he had his good time. His rookie year, he was awesome. His sophomore year, he had his ups and downs. Third year, kind of got hurt and dinged up, and then, and then he kind of just fell off the tracks with the uh, old team chemistry and his personality. But then again, I'd be disgruntled too if I knew that, hey, man, I can be a true center fielder free safety one of the reasons why ted thompson drafted him is because the things that he looks at in cornerbacks an underrated trait is if they played college baseball 
Demarius Randall played college baseball. Wear it in center field. So he has that instinct to track the ball. He knows how to do that. He knows how to adjust his body and kind of go or go up and get it. And then you play him at cornerback, and you put him in a spot where he's not playing with the field in front of him, where he can't track the ball, and now he has oh, to play man. Oh, he's his hips, you know, at the yeah. beginning of every snap. I mean, and for him, for Demarius Randall specifically, I don't want to get too off topic here, sure. but for Demarius Randall specifically, it probably was a, you know, a ball buster that he had to watch HaHa Clinton Dix yeah. get all pro. Yeah. playing a position that he might have thought that he was younger, a little bit more athletic and more suited yeah. for because it's because of his, even though it was uneven play that year, mm-hmm. it was still good enough that his coverage was good enough so that HaHa Clendix could make all pro. Yeah, I agree. I so. agree. HaHa was the, uh, like you said, not, not to get too far off topic, I just think that Demarius Reynolds is a much better free safety in terms of the ability to pull the trigger and go get the ball. HaHa is a very much wait for the play to happen, and there's a reason why he's on his third team in three years. Yeah. So, so where, where do you think the Giants go from here now? Like, so oh, man. Gettleman said there is a plan. We do have a plan. Like If you're telling the fucking yeah. press, hey, guys, we have a plan, Dude. and you know nothing is fine, it, it, everything's burning to the ground. Yeah, it's, it's the person that says they have a plan is the person who doesn't have a fucking plan. The person who calls himself the alpha is not the alpha. The person who calls himself the leader. If you have to call yourself all these things or label, you know, and, and if you have to tell somebody you have a plan, Man, I'm sure there's there's a very, uh, you know, paint by numbers type plans like we got to win, we got to get fast at wide receiver, we got to get a new QB. That's great, but uh, if there's a plan, there better be a fucking Mona Lisa hide behind it because I don't know what they're doing. It's like I, I think they're in full rebuild mode, but then they give a a shit ton of money to Golden Tate and they put a first round tender on Corey Coleman. And they, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's like the problem is still that offensive line, and you have a 38 year old noodle arm quarterback in Eli Manning. Middle arm and, is generous. Middle yeah. Is generous. Yeah. And the other thing is that uh, I just feel like you have Saquon Barkley, OBJ. You drafted a tight end in the first round who is fantastic. He's fantastic tight end, Evan Ingram. And mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard. I feel like a lot of GMs in the NFL would say, hey, my offense is pretty good with Saquon Barkley running the fucking ball with the rest of these people here. Like, why don't mm. we just shore up this offensive line, figure out our defense, which was 13-3 and three, three yeah. years ago with almost the same team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they couldn't afford to keep Landon Collins. They couldn't afford to keep Olivier Vernon. I mean, they paid them so much money, and Beckham's contract was... So a lot of people uh, publicly don't see all the money they got off the books. Sure. But... I felt like on offense we were doing all right. Yeah, I think like you said, it was man, I think that offensive line would really help short up things just because like you said, if you're running, you know, if you're one running a Barkley into the dirt, you can do that. And they did it last year behind, you know, a makeshift paperclip offensive line. But shit, man, you got to have an offensive line there and if you want actual full success. And, and that defense wasn't too far off. I mean, just, you know, they had the no-fly zone a few, or the, the NYPD or whatever they called themselves, you know, a few years ago. And then they were locked down defensive backfield while they can generate pressure up front. And then it just fell apart, man. It, well, yeah, just, then Jack Rabbit got injured. Olivier Vernon yeah. got injured. Landon Collins is, you know, again, like you said, like a five-second box safety. So... I don't know. So, all right, it it's, might be premature. This might be very premature. Sure. But without looking at the schedule, how many games do the Browns win next year, and is it worth the trade? Uh, at least nine. At least nine. Um, I'm going to go the, put them at 11 wins. Wild card? Definitely wild card. Definitely wow. wild card. Yeah, wow. Definitely impressive, wild card. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, moving on. What do you think about the uh, the Packers trades? 
Um, well, I guess there's not really any trades, but the free agent signings. Free agent I, signings yeah. I, I honestly, I love them, man. And I know that's speaking from you know I'm a very cynical Packers fan, so it's not like I'm just drinking the punch up here in Madison, Wisconsin. But it's man, they really set the tone and really set the the bar in terms of what they're building on defense. And Mike Mike Pettin's defense is. Uh, it's a Rex Ryan. He's a Rex Ryan disciple. So they're they're no nonsense. The two outside linebackers they got borderline defensive ends um, are you know Zadarius Smith and then you got Preston Smith. Both are gargantuan human beings coming in at like two seventy, one six five and a half, one six four. Both have plenty of bursts. Both can stomp the run out. Uh, both have versatility, especially Zadarius with kicking inside, which is where Pettin's. Um, pass rush comes from it always comes from the inside if you look at all of the guys who led uh, their team his t- defenses and sacks they were typically in the middle or even a, a middle linebacker like a bart scott just because that's where they generate all the pressure so i, I love those two pickups um i love the amos pickup um just from what he represents he's just an, another safe safety but playing at, at strong safety which is going to be phenomenal just because we haven't had a good coverage strong safety that could actually come up and tackle somebody he's not going to play the ball well but we don't need him for that um and then uh yeah, it's going to be nice when uh Devontae adams catches the ball and it's not amos tackling him. <laughs> yeah i know i know trust me just lighting him up um so it's like you have all that plus you got billy turner who's going to be you know he's a good swing offensive lineman played you know filled in great wherever he needed to in denver uh but i think with what we got him for um he's he, i mean he's just going to be pretty much a phenomenal asset to have for the west or not the west coast the uh the shanahan running system and just because i mean he's so athletic he's so big and he's strong he'll he'll be i think he's going to be starting at right guard no matter what um but i I liked it and i'd like their assessment with them being able to recognize young talent paying a premium now while they're coming off they're all coming off the rookie deer deals um and, and just really kind of pole vaulting into the future. This didn't seem like a reach in terms of paying, you know, an Earl Thomas a bajillion dollars to start up free safety. This really seemed like they were they're buying a nucleus, and that's exactly what they did. Well, I mean, I, I really, really love that at the end of every season for like the last three years, we've said, you know, Clay Matthews is getting old. Clay Matthews is getting old. We need to get someone to replace yeah. him. And they went ahead and get, uh, you know, Preston Smith and mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith. Who Zadarius Smith was like super underrated, I thought. Very, yeah. very underrated. Um, he had, I think, 25 quarterback hits last year, which was yeah. like tied with J.J. Watt, right? So, yeah. you know, you're getting a J.J. Watt kind of pressure mm-hmm. for not J.J. Watt money, which $66 million is a lot of money, but it's four years. So you think about that, that's like uh, $16 million a year almost. So Yeah. And I think w- with what Russ Ball, our uh, our finance guy, I think I forgot what his actual title is, but with what he signed and the the magic, the juju that he worked on the contracts for those four guys this year, the cap hit is like twenty three million dollars. Oh, it's incredible, dude! It's it's insane. And Billy Turner, I think, has zero dollars guaranteed. I think Amos only has like three mil guaranteed. Uh, and but still, it's like people look at the numbers like four years, sixty six million dollars. 40 million guaranteed. That's great, but you look at the cap hits per year. This year, Zadarius's cap hit is like four mil. Preston Smith is like 1.6 mil. It's 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 absolutely insane what was uh what was had. So I mean, there's a lot of funny money on the books, no matter what free agent. Is, oh well, it's also the signings are pretty good because the signing bonuses. So they're low cap hits this year. Yeah, but they're like 20 million dollar signing bonus for Zadarius Smith. That's like almost a two year deal if you look sure. at the numbers. Yeah. So he's actually like in his prime. 
right now in his prime, actively in his prime, and you can just cut him in two years if you if you really want to. Not saying that he would. He might be good for the whole four year contract, but I'm, I mean Preston Smith also super underrated in uh, in Washington. You know, yeah. they, there wasn't a lot of good things over there, but when you get a double digits um, wins this coming year because of your defense, I think sure. it'll be worth it in the end. Sure, and I think that a lot of people looked at the sacks and be like, oh, you know, Zadarius had eight sacks or Preston Smith had four sacks. I'm like, that's great. I look at QB pressures. Those are the things I look at because pressures are more important to me than sacks. Sacks can happen. Sacks cannot happen depending on a bunch of variables. But the pressures is, is, are you know, what, what get to me. And they both were, I do believe, top ten in QB pressures. And the fact that the two of them – you know, combined, got more QB pressures than our entire off outside linebackers last year. It it speaks and it speaks volumes. And so, plugging those big fast bodies, those big fast strong bodies into or Petten's system, I think it's 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 super beneficial. So I think just kind of moving on from Green Bay stuff, some other out linebackers or outside linebackers who signed. Well, I just want to say oh, one more one more thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Billy Turner. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. a great signing. I think you know he was a very underrated lineman last year, especially when you like realize that he was dealing with Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right, go ahead. What were you saying? So it's like we've kind of hopped around for that stuff with notable free agent signings. We kind of covered in some of the big trades as well. Um, thoughts on uh, Trey Flowers signing for Buku Bucks in Detroit, the Dude. Detroit Patriots. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny because you would think that Patricia would would just be with Bill Belichick so much that he would recognize the things not to do. Sure. And paying so much money for players is one of the things Bill Belichick does not do. Yeah. Like when he's like, oh, shit, we're going to have to pay Chandler Jones a lot of money next year if we keep him on our team. Yeah. Why don't we trade him to the Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. That's like – that's what – Matt Patricia should have done. Yeah. Should have been like, yo, you know, on side. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the, people don't realize when things going to burn down soon. Yeah. So they just let it burn down and then pay a ton of money to rebuild it. And, you know, the defense wasn't that bad last year. I didn't think. I didn't think it was terrible. Two years ago, it was actually really good uh, with Darius mm-hmm. Slay anchoring the secondary. But they did need some some help off the edge. and. And some help with some coverage linebackers, but I just don't think that paying Trey Flowers that kind of money was the right thing to do. And I think that if you had been in the Patriots culture, you would have known not to do that. So I'm just confused at what's going on right now. Sure. So speaking of a lot of money, and I didn't look too much in the contract, but I'm sure you have. Uh, Quan Alexander <laughs> for signing with Gosh, your 49ers, damn man. It, dude. What a buttload Gosh, of money, man. Damn it. So, I mean, that, those are good first thoughts, but kind of elaborate. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I really want John Lynch to get fired. I love Kyle Shanahan, so uh, I'm hoping like so much that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's not a marriage uh, because Quan Alexander was a great middle-tier linebacker for the Bucks. Sure. He was awesome. I, I don't know. Did he make it? He was all pro one year? Yeah. 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 But then he tore his ACL last year, and we didn't see like he was ascending, but we didn't see all the things that he could have been. He's 24 years old, so I'm sure he'll have the ability to play out his contract. Sure. But I'm just like, dude, this is how you're going to say, oh, we, we fucked up with Ruben Foster. Let's just fuck up again. Like, dude, Jarek McKinnon, Quan Alexander, Pierre Garçon. Like, I'm just, can we see this trend, and can we just yeah. fire this guy? 
Like yeah. he spends way too much money on free agents. D Ford, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, but Quan uh, Alexander, bro? Yeah. It's like fifty five million. Yeah, and arguably I mean I arguably for a two down linebacker. I know he, he can play pretty solid in coverage at times. Two down but, two down is like kind of that's like a cheap shot for when pre ACL tear. Yeah. But I think post ACL tear, at least for the first you know, year he'll Until probably you be float a around back or maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, going on other linebackers, Anthony Barr said, okay, Jets, and then said, bye, Felicia, to the Jets. So that's He's, what I would, Anthony Barr, I definitely would have gone. Like, Anthony Barr, I would have given Quan Alexander. Yeah. We're calling it Quan money now. Yeah, Quan I would have given money. Anthony Barr Quan Alexander money. For sure, man. I think Anthony Barr, I mean, he he's maximized his skills. I think he played at UCLA. Um, but he maximized his skill set, kind of what he's doing now. Uh, with, with the Vikes and the fact that he can rush the passer, he's a phenomenal athlete. His three cone was off the charts. His ten yard split is off the charts. He can cover. He got kind of burnt last year, um, but he, he can, it's just a do it all kind of big size, big athlete linebacker. And I didn't know if the Jets were going to play him strictly at edge. I hope not because he hasn't rushed the edge, you know, predominantly ever since UCLA. Uh, but he got money, but he didn't get Quan money. And then you have C.J. Mosley getting oh, dude. good. So C.J. Mosley, man, I thought he was going to be. And he might very well be the next Ray Lewis. I thought he was going to be the next Ray Lewis. And I still think he's so talented. I'm surprised sure. that they didn't. I don't know if the Ravens offered him a contract, but he did He did get quite a bit of money. Yeah, no, he got a, he got a buttload of money from the Jets. And I think that, you know, I'm kind of with you. Coming out of Bama, I loved Mosley. He, he couldn't catch with shit, but he, he could – he could cover, he could pass defense, everything, and he could tackle, he could read it, he could he could sift through trash, he could get off people. But I didn't know he was going to be worth this much money. I thought he was a good player. I thought he was an ascending player, but I don't think he had reached, you know, what everyone thought he was going to be. But then when he got, the, what, it was like four or five years, something around 80-something mil, it's like, and granted, I don't know the actual contract details behind it, what's guaranteed, what's cap hit, what's, you know, is it a two-year rental really, even though it says four or five years? I don't know, but he got – paid so i mean that's well, I mean, what you gotta think about it i mean cj mosley's he's a mike you know he's yeah, your sean true. lee you and it's know, a good mike he's your luke keekley he's yeah so he, and he's good and he's young and he's healthy he's never he's been it. injured and he really anchored a really strong ravens defense and he that's put true. down four years of actual or maybe three years four years three or four years of actual good production uh, technique production yeah. every day every sunday you know he he didn't I don't, I don't think that I ever saw him miss. You know, he was, they, he was a good part of a bad defense for two years and a good part of a good defense for another two years. Sure. So, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of that, I mean, that was a really good free agent signing for the Jets. They kind of overspent, but, I mean, shit, you have to those first few days, especially if you're going to land a blue-chip young guy like him. Who is your favorite free agent signing thus far throughout the uh, free agency period, the infancy? Do you, I mean, uh, I just feel like I have – a specific team that I like. What's that team? <laughs> well, I have two, so I'll give you my. I will give you my personal because I'm a Niners fan. I really love the inexpensive and savvy Tevin Coleman signing. Yes, yeah, I so agree. I love that signing. I feel like he could have been on any NFL team except for maybe the Ravens. Even the Ravens, actually, with uh, with Jackson, that would have been great. But any team really could have used his skill set. He is mm-hmm. two hundred. He people think he's small and slight because he's so fast, but he's two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, he's six one. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. But he also knows how to play in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and we saw him yeah. when he played when Kyle Shanahan two three three years ago now when they went to the Super Bowl that 
he's a pretty good player. Yeah. So that's my Homer. That's my Homer like. But um, I think that my my non Homer like I really like that Eric Weddle signing by the Rams. So I feel like the Rams needed some more. Uh, I don't know how to say this. They need a savvy veteran back there in the secondary. I mean, sure. you saw at the end of the year when um, we had some injuries to Morris Claiborne and to – not Morris – God, Morris Claiborne. <laughs> Marcus Peterson. Yeah. And Aqib Tlaib that, um, you know – Sam they, Shields couldn't hold the fort down. Sam Shields and LaMarcus Joyner has gone too. So, yeah. I mean, just, it's just a younger group of people. Eric Weddle is sturdy. He's, he's a smart. coach on the field. He's savvy. He is like a Mike back. That's a, a Mike linebacker that plays twenty yards off the ball. So agreed. He is also a pro's pro. You know, yeah. he, he made it to the Pro Bowl this year, but he he's a really great player. I still think that he should be, you know, playing with the Chargers. That's my personal opinion. But he was fantastic with the Ravens, and I loved. I would have loved him from the Niners. I think if, if he would have went to. The Packers, I'm sure you wouldn't have been upset about that. No. Even if he's – I don't. he might not be playing as many snaps as he used to, but he's back there and he's smart. He's, he plays run coverage. He plays, you know, the pass. He's, that was my favorite favorite signing. Um, what about yours? What do you, you like him? Honestly, Tevin Coleman has been my favorite thus far, especially for what you guys got him at. Oh, my gosh. And, two years, 10 dude, mil? Come on, bro. As soon, like, as soon as Mark Ingram signed, I was like, damn, Mark Ingram got three years, 15 mil. I was expecting him to just get a little bit more. But not too much, just given that Mark Ingram, I think, is close to 30, if not already 30. He has a bunch of mileage on him, and he was never really a speed back to begin with. So you never know when those physical backs are going to kind of – their legs are going to fall apart. But when, when – you know, I thought that maybe Tevin was waiting for the Le'Veon signing just to kind of price his market. But, man, when you guys got him for two years, 10 mil, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian did not know how to use him worth shit. And he's Dude, starting, he was starting Edo Smith in front of him. And it's kind of like, I'm, I'm looking Edo Smith credit to him. He's a good player, but look at Tevin Coleman. He's so dynamic. He can do everything that you want. He can run between tackles. He might not be able to hold up as a workhorse if you do that, but shit, you split him out wide. He's going to be what I think they wanted Jarek McKinnon to be. And the fact that he's just going to be that dynamic pass catching back, but he can also run the damn ball. And then you have other guys that can get with, with Breda and then it's other, you know, Breda and co they're going to be able to, to helm that backfield. And for him being already versed in Shanahan's system, that was the perfect back for you guys. And for you guys to get him for pennies on the dollar, killed me. Dude, I, so, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Jerick McKinnon didn't even make it through the season or get no. traded or get cut. So, well, I mean, I'm glad that we agree on that, that, that pickup but so who what was your least least favorite trade and let's just avoid the odell beckham sure drama sure. but your least favorite like secondary signing slash trade um so i just want to go one more first favorite guy i loved the pickup with jordan hicks for the cardinals oh, uh, yeah, i think it's a super underrated pickup and they got him for relatively pretty cheap especially for another one of those ascending mike linebackers he's not the athlete that cj mosley is but he was a great player at texas he was a good player for the eagles and i think for his first years he was awesome uh, and he's kind of plateaued since then um but it's I, I think that was a great pickup for them but my least favorite secondary um man pardon me I love Earl Thomas, and I love Earl Thomas oh. in Baltimore, but I don't. I'm scared given him coming off the two injuries. Uh, I think last year was a fibula. I think 
um, that he broke. And, and so it's like I don't think his speed is going to be affected, but that scares me. But I think there couldn't have been a better landing spot for him, especially with that defense kind of rebuilding. But he's going to be having to play mega space because they're not going to have the pass rushes that, that they did um, with Suggs and then Zadarius leaving. Um, I just don't understand how you go from a player that's was Eric Whittle's thirty two and Howell's Earl Thomas is like twenty nine, isn't he? I think he's twenty nine, going to be thirty this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand how you go from a guy who's healthy and smart to a guy who is also smart and a physical, but broke his leg last year. Yeah. I, just, I don't and, know, man. And Eric Whittle was a, was a cheap deal. Yeah, Eric Weddle's a super cheap deal. I think Eric Weddle's kicking himself because he signed super cheap early on, and then the the super safety money came off the board. I'm he's probably thinking, well, shit, if I would have held on another week, I could have easily got five more million dollars. Um, but I think Earl Thomas, I, I love Earl Thomas, and I love the fit for that defense. Just that leg. I mean, the past two years with injuries, and last year, you know, it was just a pretty bad break for his actual fibula. So, I mean, that kind of scares me. You never know when one of those speed-type rangy players, when they're going to decline. You look at Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson went from being the defensive MVP of the league to cut in two years. So you just you, you never know, man. And so I love Earl Thomas in that role. I just I'm I'm scared. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. My least favorite, but for what he got signed at, he got paid like four. I think he got forty or thirty-five million guaranteed, and he's going to be thirty-four at the end of that contract. I don't know when it's going to be a buyout or, or an option to get out, but that kind of worried me. So, what what was your least favorite? Oh, mine is actually two in the same team. So, if you could think of a team that struggled the most with wide receivers last year and just getting production from the wide receivers, who would you think? I'm thinking AFC. AFC? Um, Jets. Um, oh, that's fair. But I think the Jets got way more production from the wide receivers than the Bills did. <laughs> so the Bills were like, hey, we didn't land A.B., why don't we go ahead and pick up John Brown and Cole Beasley because yeah. they're physical specimens? <laughs> Like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? They paid $56 million for John Brown and Cole Beasley. If I paid $29 million for Cole Beasley, bro, I would be pissed as a Bills fan. You're like, you know, your quarterback's running, rushing for 150 yards a game because he has no one to pass to. I'm sure Josh is sitting at home like, oh, man, if only I had Cole Beasley on my team (laughs) to throw the ball to. Like, what the fuck is going on? Who is making the calls here? Please, I will be a GM. And I'll be like, hey, Devin Funches, we'll pay you $29 million to come play football for us. Oh, wait. Cole Beasley's calling in. Let yeah. me let you go. Let me put you on hold. Like, I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. Cole Beasley is awful. Yeah, did you see what Cole Beasley said, too, on Instagram? Somebody's like, why are you going to a team that's not going to win? And then he's like, it's okay. We didn't win at the Cow- with the Cowboys either. He's like, wow, you've already accepted the fact that you are going to the Bills, like, to the heart. Of- oh, I loved I like, yeah. so I loved what A.B. said. He's like, I'm not going to freeze my ass after going 3-13. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Cole, man, 29. But you know what? I cannot hate on my boy Cole Beasley. That fourteen million dollars over the first two years. Yeah, get your money. Get your money. He can buy him some lifts. That's yeah. fine. It'll <laughs> be good. I'm not hating because I need some lifts too. Him and he might be the same height as me. Probably, yeah, probably. But it's just, man, I, I agree. It's uh, 
I mean, they, I was they, disappointed actually that John. Honestly, so this is sound crazy. I was disappointed that John Brown didn't get scooped up by the Bucks. I thought sure. that he was going to be a natural fit. Smoke, smoke was going to be a natural fit for Bruce Arians. Yeah, and then losing, um, them losing Deshaun Jackson and having Chris Godwin kind of ascend. I thought that John Brown would be a natural fit there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he really ascended with Bruce Arians back in Arizona. And then last year, he kind of had a I wouldn't say a renaissance because he's still a, a very young receiver. But last year, man, the start. It was just he just popped off with deep ball touchdown, deep ball touchdown, deep ball touchdown. He really got to showcase what he is, and so I mean, there's no better of a place to go to than a guy who can overthrow anybody. But I, just, man, it's for what he. I, I don't mind what he got. I wish he, like he said, that would have been really interesting if he would have gone with the Bucks. And in hindsight, now that Deshaun's gone, that would have been the perfect fit for him. But with Cole Beasley getting again, get your money, Cole, by all means. And I think that with what Cole is, a slot receiver. I don't think he's bad, uh, but I don't think he's worth with what he got. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I have no, I have no more. I'm not going to show on Kobe anymore. <laughs> All right, close it out here. So, prediction, um, bold prediction. Okay. Thirty-one teams, probably just thirty. Where does Jordy Nelson go? Uh, I think Jordy Nelson signs a deal with the Green Bay Packers, a one-day deal, and he retires. That's my that's my opinion. That's my opinion. What are your thoughts? Um, I actually think he's got like a, I think he's got a pretty good market. To be honest with you, I think he's got a good market. And I think he still has a few years left. But just from Jordy's personality, and again, I'm talking like I fucking know him. But I think that he's gonna he's gonna to pack up shop and he's going to move back to Kansas on his farm and he's just going to do whatever the fuck Jordy Nelson does in the offseason. Well, I just feel like there's a couple teams that I could think of just right off the top of my head that out of desperation could use Jordy Nelson. Like the Chiefs sure. could use a Jordy Nelson. I think the Panthers could use a Jordy Nelson. But then also there's some teams that appreciate savvy veterans on their team. Like as we saw with the Seahawks, they took a flyer on Brandon Marshall. But I think the Saints could actually use someone like Jordy Nelson also. Sure. Um, if you think of the way that Jordy Nelson plays football, an accurate quarterback would be ideal. If he played with Drew Brees, because Michael Thomas is kind of like a big Jordy, like a physical Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And I feel like with Traquan Smith that he would fit in very well there. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I think he's one of those other guys that he's a pro's pro. He's a coach on the field. So if you put him in a position where he's with younger talent, and I think Jordy – is best suited right now because when he was in Green Bay, whenever they put him in slot, like he could be the number one on the outside. That's great. He could play X, he could play Y, he can do all that stuff. But when you put him in the, the actual slot, man, th- his size and speed and his ability to run crisp routes, that really helps showcase. And I think as he kind of weighing down, the one thing he definitely still has is size and technique. And so he can still play that slot position. He can play a big slot position. But if you have young wide receivers, there's no better other wide receiver to, to – to go ahead and, and sign to help mentor those guys and still get some valid production. So I think he'd be wow. good at those spots. And, and the other thing unfair is that he played with the Raiders last year. Yeah. That's and he true. still had 740 yards last year. I mean, dude had 63 catches with a team that only put up like 63 passes. Like, I just feel like he had a bad raw deal. He got a raw deal out of green Bay. Sure. Um, he still could have been used in the end zone. Or the red zone. And that's not, oh, he has salary probably would not have dictated that he didn't get offered a lower salary, but going to the, the Raiders, it was just set up for failure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. And then two days ago, AB gets traded for, and then they post a graphic with 
Derek Carr, A.B. in front, and then behind him, Jordy Nelson saying, you're new Oakland Raiders, and then life comes at you fast two days later, he's cut. So, you know, the NFL is what it is, but you talk about Jordy Nelson. Where is your bold pick of Justin Houston signing with? Well, I would say that – wow, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of of teams that could definitely use – Justin Houston services. I would say maybe with cap space and need. I mean, I feel like the Jets could definitely use someone like that. Sure, sure. I mean, that'd be a good solid signing. And I think, honestly, he could end up back with the Chiefs if he really wanted to. Uh, yeah, just... I don't think the cap space is there for them, though. They're going to have to sign Tyreek Hill to a massive deal yeah. next year. I don't think they just. I just don't think they have the money for that, dude. Wait until the uh, the Patrick Mahomes deal in two years. That's going to be nuts. I can't wait to see what that's actually going to be. Do you think it's going to eclipse one hundred and sixty million dollars for Pat? Um, it's possible. Yeah, I, th- I, just, I think he's. I mean, the br- guy's just na- the guy's just absolutely insane. Yeah, I agree. watching play football is magical. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, what about the Ravens? Do the Ravens could pick up Justin Houston? Um, Do yeah. They, they, I mean, they have space because uh, there was the rumor that they were still in on Le'Veon, even though the price was really high. But this would have been that would have been like their last ditch effort to sign some other big name. So they definitely have space to get Houston. Um, I just don't know. If he's a good, uh, he's a good fit. I mean, he's a good fit for any team. He can break down and play four three DN because that's what he played at at uh, University of Georgia. He played DN and then outside linebacker, but mostly on the line. But he's but then older he, now, right? He was yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's 30. thirty, I think. I think he's thirty. So I mean, he can play anywhere in any system that he wants. He's still a savvy vet, and he's still he's not he, he doesn't have you know he's not shot in the legs. So I think he, he's a good sign anywhere. And then I think the last big free agent that's kind of left. I mean, you have your others, like you have Ziggy who's going to the bills to, for a visit. You have Ronald Darby who I think is visiting the chiefs. Um, but you have Zach Brown who got cut inside linebacker. I'm surprised and, Ronald Darby's stock is a little bit higher. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So idea, yeah. there's a bunch of uh, fun free agents left, but that's kind of rounding out the, uh, the, the end of this episode. I mean, we kind of had a big, free agent bonanza kind of going over fun stuff and then getting sidetracked with Packers and Niners talk. Uh, Chad, is there anything else you want to say to the people? Any any upcoming free agents that you are kind of looking at that you hope go certain places? Cough, cough, Eric Berry. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts? I want Eric Berry. I, I love Eric Berry. Uh, I wanted to see him to see him do well. Um, he, you know, he recovered from Hodgkin's, lymph- Hodgkin's lymphoma a couple years ago, a few years uh-huh. ago. So, He's savvy. He's smart. I just think that his body's kind of breaking down on him, man. Sure. Um, so I just hope he goes somewhere respectable where he can be a good mentor. Um, I'm really excited to see where Jared Cook goes. I think he's a game changer. I think he's very underrated. I think he should have worked it out with the Packers because he would be good with the Packers. And he obviously worked a lot of magic with him in year two. And everywhere he yeah. goes, he he's shows up. But he has to make. He has to have a coach that makes him show up every game. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So um, I'm excited to see where Jared Cook lands uh, for an offensive piece, uh, and he'll he'll complement pretty much any team that he goes to if he can absorb if he can just stay in town long enough to read a freaking playbook. What about you? 
Oh, man, that's a good question. I, I mean, my big thing is I want to see where Eric Berry goes. I think he's a great story. I think he's a great player. I think, like you said, though, he's, he's kind of, his body's kind of breaking down. But it would be really interesting. I know that apparently the Chiefs were hot for him, and one of the reasons why they didn't trade for uh, – or not trade – one of the reasons why they didn't pursue Earl Thomas is because they essentially have not Earl Thomas, but an Earl Thomas skill set with Demarius Randall, just a good ball-hawking – center fielding free safety so they really need kind of somebody who can play the run who can come down at strong safety cover a tight end be respectable throughout that but while not getting super toasted i think barry is kind of that guy so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of they just i mean they're already going for broke but if they go for super broke and sign eric barry so that is my thought that's my final uh free agent that i'm kind of looking forward to right now i know we kind of went over but that's fine this is Dudes Talk Sports. We, again, thank you guys for having us, joining us for our, our mini siesta, our hiatus. We are on Twitter at Dudes Talk Sports. We are on Instagram at Dudes underscore Talk Sports. And we are at our URL, www.dudes-talk-sports.com. I got through that first take after not being on here for five months. Chad, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. See ya. See ya.